Hey everyone, on today's episode, Chris and I are talking all about the idea of rejecting rejection up front because it will pay dividends in the long run. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan and I'm here today with, again, Chris Livingston. How are you guys doing? What's up, Chris? Saying it like he's on a, uh, <laughs> like a talk show, like Love Boat. So uh, we're talking today all about um, a pretty cool topic, and this is something that Chris is very well versed in, and it's the idea of rejection. <laughs> is that a good way to preface it? Um, yeah, I'm only going to take that today because I do cold calls and I get a lot of rejection sometimes. So uh, I will say that I'm definitely dealing with some rejection quite often when it comes to work. So what we want to cover today is the idea of rejection, and, and more specifically, why, what really happens when you're consistently rejected over and over and over, it takes a toll. Like we, we don't think it does, but in reality, it takes a huge major toll because there's like like science behind it. And the more that we can actually just stop it from happening in the first place by not letting those people in that are going to reject you no matter what, um, you're going to be way better off. And we're going to talk about some of those reasons why. So Chris, to you, like you obviously do a lot of cold calling. Yep. But let's just take the cold calling out of it because that's that's obvious that you get rejected in that route. Um, let's go just talk about when people come in and they call up and they want, um, you know, they, they want to potentially hire us and you deal with it and you realize that they may be a fit, they may not be a good fit, but either way, they're not moving forward. Walk us through your mindset on all that. Well, what, what I recognize is that when you have people that you're dealing with every single day, um, and you know how much, how valuable you are. And like, you, you know, we have I had a conversation today where we had someone thanking me, uh, for, you know, for selling to them, which I think is still a really weird, weird concept for someone to thank me for, Hey, you sold this to me. Uh, but when you have those conversations and you think, you know, how good of a process that you have, you consistently are wanting to be able to give that value to somebody else. And so when someone calls and they, I guess, in essence, reject you, you start to th question a little bit. You start to question yourself, maybe even the value of what you have. Um, and, and, and if you're going about the right, if, you have, if your process is the right, the right process, there's a lot of different things that you start to really question. So let's talk about it with you. All right, let's say somebody calls you up, you go through everything and you talk to them and they say no thanks for no thanks or whatever the reason is they don't move forward. Are you more in line with, are you questioning yourself? Are you questioning the product itself or are you questioning your process? In that specific instance, I feel like I'm questioning my process. Okay. Because I'm questioning like, what, what did I not fully explain or what, where, where was the tie up there? That's kind of what my what way my mind goes with that situation. Okay. And then how do you handle that? Do you stop and like listen to like, or like rewatch the film, like how they would do like in the NFL, or are you just taking it with you and moving on? Like, how do you deal with that? It, it definitely lingers. Uh, there's, there's times in which I'm like, I'll, I'll run, you know, talk to my girlfriend, talk to you, and like, hey man, this is kind of what happened. And I'm like, like you know, what, what else could I have done? Because especially when it feels like a very good fit, they've explained a problem that we are notorious for solving and they're like, no, I'm, I, I'm, uh, it's, I don't know. And now you're like wanting to like maybe even chase them to the point where you want to say like, hey, like let, let, let me solve this problem for you. Like you told me that this is the problem, that this is the implications of that problem. 
I have the solution for you. It's like that Aflac commercial. It's like Aflac. Oh yeah, where it's just like, what what do I do now? And you like yeah. the duck keeps yeah. Yeah, like, I have the answer for you, right? I have the answer for you. And so that rejection, you start to really, well, at least for me, I start to really question like, what have I effectively not done? Like, what did I not explain? Uh, you know, is my process, you know, flawed? Because I start to really, then I start to question myself, right? So my process and then myself, and I feel like it, it trickles down. And then I'm questioning myself, like, am, am, was I in the right space? Or, you know, did I wake up on the wrong side of the bed? You know, did I, did I eat my Cheerios this morning? You know, that kind of stuff. And so it, it definitely, it just lingers longer than I, than I want it to. And then I recognize, sometimes I'll recognize it'll, it'll cross over into just outside that call, right? It'll cross over into another call. And that's when I really know it's, it's really affecting me. And I don't want to bring up names or anything like that, but we had a call with somebody recently and they told me, uh, you know, we had a, it was a kickoff call, right? And they were like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm here on my kickoff call at the right time, whatever it may be. And, but they were kind of out of it and we're like, what's going on? And then they told us straight up, like, I had a call today that just went horrible. Like this person is just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. So like this person is just, uh, and I don't think they'll care if we mention their name. So I'm just gonna say, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, we we had somebody that just came in, had a call with somebody. They let somebody like their contractor. They had one of their clients or, or prospects just like try to shape how they do their process. So they effectively instead of saying, okay, I'm the homeowner, you're the contractor. I'm gonna let you do you and tell me how it is. Um, the homeowner wasn't letting them effectively go through their process and it frustrated the contractor to the point where when we had a meeting scheduled, like five minutes in, they were like, all right, I got to call a timeout. Like, this is what is weighing on my mind. So it got to the point where, you know, if they're willing to do that with us, they're probably then going into the next call where they're effectively saying like, hey, before, you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? Okay, let's cut the shit. Let me tell you my process. And it's just like you go, you overcorrect yeah. on it. So you get to the point where you're no longer quote unquote clean selling. You're not coming in with this, you know, net, net, you know, the clocks at zero mindset. You're coming in with all this stuff. And I, I hear people do this like with, I had this, I was talking to you at lunch today. I talked to a guy about like a site, like, I don't know, it was like a while ago. And he was like, whoa, this looks just like a GoDaddy site. You know, why does yours cost this much money? I'm asked to justify my prices. I need you to justify yours right now. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, you are taking like your entire company's history, 10 years of pent up aggression that you get from people that are frustrating you. And you're trying to now effectively make me the whipping boy for all of the stuff that you had or, or the scapegoat or whatever you want to call it. And you take that with you. Yeah. Now, imagine if before those people call you and not every, I mean, some people are just, they're just, they're just not great people. Yeah. Right. No matter what happens, they're just, they always wake up on the wrong side of the bed. They're always, woe is me. They always victimize themselves. So when they call a contractor, they're very just nasty as yeah. a whole, very much like you work for me, you need to earn my business. And I have people that say that to me and I'm like, well, if you're saying that to me, then you most likely get this in your own life. And, and how does that make you feel? And you're projecting, <laughs> yeah. right. So um, when I deal with that, it's I'm like, I'm, I'm not playing this game. Like, hey, if I have to earn your, if, if this is how it is and you want me to earn your business, then I don't think we're a good fit because it doesn't seem like there's a lack, uh, there's a, um, a level of trust between the two of us. So let's just push this for a while down the road. So they deal with that, but it's it's like the bar example where you go to the bar and you have, a bunch of people that you can go up to like and try to hit on them and, and bring them home and stuff. But 
a lot of times we're scared to even make a move because we don't know if we're going to get rejected or not. So what do we do? And unless you're Chris Livingston and this guy is like relentless with just like, nope, not just with the bar, but like with everything, he's pretty fearless. So it's actually like cold calling. Like, do you enjoy cold calling? I don't enjoy it, but I mean, I, you know, you got to do it. Right. Most people are afraid of it. Nobody loves it, but most people shy away from it. And like, we lost a couple sales reps already because they didn't like it, which I mean, I don't blame them for not liking it, but you kind of have to just understand that that's part of the game. Yeah. It's like, like you said about the like rejection part, like if for me it's, and, and I apologize to my, to my future, you know, fiance about this, but you know, she already knows, but for me, it was always a situation where it's like a numbers game. Right. So it's like, it, it, but it didn't have to be a numbers game. If I, if I knew that stereotypically these people weren't the type of people that would be attracted to me, then it, it makes my life a lot easier. If I, I kind of like looking at the people already knowing, okay, well this person stereotypically, not a big fan of Chris, mm-hmm. but this person right here, this person right here, they're, they're fans of Chris, right? So let me go try my best shot on those two people versus having the, like you said, the 10 different people that I now have to speak to because, yeah. And yes, there is value in being stronger than rejection. There's a lot of value in that, right? But how great is it when you don't have to be stronger than rejection all the time? You're putting yourself in a scenario where you're going to get rejection way less. And and that's the the side of it is is because I know a lot of people say like, well, I can't I can't do this. I can't filter people out beforehand because what if they like what I say over the phone but not beforehand? Like I'm just going to lose them. It's like yeah, that's true, but you're going to, your confidence takes a, I mean, like we could talk about the time aspect of how much time you waste and how you could spend that. We could talk about the amount of money that you give up because, you know, as an entrepreneur, time is money. What you invest your time into is directly proportional to your income for what's the that, most what's, part. What's that quote you told me the other day about the calendar? Like, show me your calendar and show oh, me Oh, your- uh, yeah, it was uh, show, show me your calendar and show me your bank account and I'll show you what's important to you. Yeah. So, you know, the money piece is like, okay, like, Maybe, you know, like that, like let's say you spend three hours with a, with a prospect and they're not a good fit, but you wasted three hours. Okay. It didn't cost you any money aside from the three hours that you could have been calling up old customers or doing social media posts, posts, or, you know, scheduling something with the team to like build up that. So that's like, that's time and money lost. How many times do you talk to different contractors and they say things like, I need more time, right? It's like a hundred and and they always like, I need more leads. I need more of this. I need more of this. But the one we get down to the root of it all, it typically is a time issue for them. And so if they need more time, right, it, we got it. We have to knock out the things that are wasting time. It, like, and I think that the problem with tire kickers is that you feel like you're not wasting that time. And that's probably the worst part about it. You feel like it's time well spent, mm-hmm. but you're wasting a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's probably the, the, the reason why it's so detrimental because it, it feels good. Because when I'm on a phone call with a person who is not the right fit, at this point, it doesn't feel good anymore. But it used to be, I was on the phone call with somebody. Mm-hmm. Someone's answering my phone, like, or someone's listening to this conversation. Someone's hearing about the problems we solve. Mm-hmm. And they're hearing about it. But now it's like, hey, I mean, I know you do, you know, and this is not to segment anybody in the market or ever, but like, hey, I know you do, you know, electrical work. That's not our ideal client. Um, you know, I'd love for you to go over to our website. You can kind of see about what we do. But unfortunately, you just wouldn't be a good fit for us. 
and that's fine. I think they understand, like they appreciate. They that. always, they literally always. Every time I say, "Hey, we're not the best fit for you," one hundred percent of the time they thank me. Yeah. They don't ever get mad. They don't ever go, "Well, what the fuck, man? Like, why didn't you?" You know, they're always like, "I appreciate you being honest." Yeah, and, and then, then that's it. Yeah, and then it also allows for a situation where people recognize we're not giving them a cookie cutter service. We're, we actually care about them. We actually care enough about them, and so. You know, just but just going back to that idea of time, like you now have to make sure that you are spending your time in legitimate, like revenue generating activities, right? It's not just things that you feel as if is doing that. And and with this whole, so that's the time piece of it, right? You, you know, you got to first because the other flip side of it is this. Okay, you're on the phone with prospects. What else would you be doing during that time? And most people, they say stuff like this. Well, I need to get my systems in place first. Okay, great. What systems? Oh, you know, um, the, uh, my, uh, and I'm like, yeah. Everybody is telling me right now with all my calls is, I'm trying to hire a foreman mm-hmm. and I got to get my systems in place so I can get out of my business and work on my business. Right, but okay, and then you go, great. What system? Give me a specific system. Let's work through it together right now. But most people don't know what system to 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 work on first. And they think it's, and it really is, it's it's not, they don't mean for it to be a cop-out answer, but it's the same thing when you go to a homeowner and they say, okay, this all sounds great. Let me just, uh, let me shuffle some money around and see what I can do. That's a cop-out answer. Like, what do you mean shuffle some money around? Yeah. Like, what is, like, how many different things do you have money in right now? Yeah. Like, it, like and, and you are going to have some people that do need to quote-unquote shuffle some money around, but for the most part... They know. Oh, let me talk to my finance, like my uh, my financial planner. Oh, you mean the guy that handles your retirement? Like, you know, you're you're 25 years out of that. Like, how does like what does that have anything to do with anything? So like, the it's it's a lot of BS excuses. Um, and so is you know the systems one is as well. But the idea of this is to not deal with this rejection up front. You know, because we're we're all going to get rejected in business. We're all going to fail in business. It's just, do you want to fail at step one? Or do you at least want to get pretty far down the line and then fail at something so you're not failing every single time along the way? And same with this rejection piece. You're, you're not going to bat a thousand. It's not like what we're saying is never let a single person like because there is a level of like you're overqualifying people. You know, you're making them jump through so many freaking hoops that, you know, just to talk to you, it's like, you know, it just seems like they're talking to like the man behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. So there is a level of like overdoing it. But the more that you can effectively get people excited to work with you and then filter out those people that are either a never going to work with you or b right now is not the right time and they're pretty far down the line it's not like they're like hey i'm in the process of designing this or i need help picking contractors they're like yep i'm thinking about redoing my bathroom in 15 years from now like that's just too far out so we want to get rid of those people because every time we take a hit we we go through this and i know loneliness is big on this but i'm sure there's a rejection cycle as well where what the rejection cycle looks like if i had to assuming there is one i know this is this works for the loneliness cycle but it's you don't want to reach out to somebody you don't want to call a lead back because you don't want to get rejected because a, a maybe is better than a no right or and i think about it or whatever it is you just and at this point let's say you haven't even talked to them yet and we deal with this with one of our clients where they were like waiting they had like a, they talked to a client or a prospect, oh, yeah. and it was a $150,000 project, and they were like, yeah, I haven't sent this out yet, I haven't sent this out yet, meaning the estimate. They haven't sent the estimate out yet because when they send it out, that gives the prospect a chance to say 
no. So what's better than no in their mind? A maybe. A maybe. Which, yeah. but then they never send it out. And if you never send it out, how do you even understand? How, like, how can you get paid? Hey guys, if you're looking to grow your business, make sure you head over to contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Learn all about everything that we can do. Websites right now are the hot thing. Everybody is at home. Get on it because this is the new way that people are buying today. Contractorgrowthnetwork.com. That was still something that I was baffled to hear about how many people out there, that, that idea of like inaction. Inaction was something that they were willing to do because they didn't want to have to deal with rejection. And so for me, as a salesperson, I will say, I love yeses, I like no's, but I absolutely hate that in-between gray area. I absolutely hate the idea of I'm not sure yet, whatever it may be. And if it's not going to ever happen, that's great. That's great. But let's kick that out, you know, early. All right. Let's let, let's let's not have to because if if the majority of people are calling you saying, "Hey, I just kind of have an idea," like what, what what you know, you come out to my house, you're going to give me the pricing and that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, that's one thing. Oh well, I kind of want to see how you guys work and what's your guys' process. Like what what it kind of looks like, or you know, I know contractors do everything differently. Okay, that's another thing. Oh, I, I just want to. I'm not really sure of everything that goes on with this project because I, I don't really know all the different things. It's education. Mm -hmm. So if you can do process, price, education, and that stuff is happening well before you talk to that person, then now this person knows your process, price, and education about it. Then it's like, at this point, we're starting at a at a at a better playing field. Right. I'm now looking at the two girls that think Chris is kind of cute. Right. Versus having to talk to the ten women who who could possibly you know, find these good looks, you know, attractive. Yeah. yeah, because like you don't want to walk up and then take your hat off and they see what's going on under the hat. Hey guys, I'm balding. <laughs> so if there's any uh, Rogaine guys out there like looking for a, a sponsored athlete, let me know. Yeah. Uh, so it just looks like like a patch of grass that like it, when your dog goes out and pees throughout the yard, it just kind of dies in little spots. Kevin Garnett, or sorry, Kevin uh, Durant make this popular. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I call Chris uh, LeBron's forehead sometimes. <laughs> Uh, no, but but realistically, it's like you're, you're whittling down the amount of people that are going to say no because we can only take so much rejection. And, and I, yeah. I talk to sm some small business owners, not in the contracting space, but in other spaces. And when they're first starting out, they say stuff like, well, I'm not afraid of rejection. Yeah, I'll get rejected all day long. Like, that's cool with me. And I'm like, okay, great. What, what have you ever gotten rejected on before? And they're like, oh, I've never done it before. I'm like, okay. But a certain it takes a certain person to be a contractor, right? It takes a certain person to be a business owner. Correct. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but most people, and I imagine going to business because they want that independence. They want to be able to be kind of like not sort of the top dog, but mm -hmm. they want to be able to have the independence. So yeah, the the freedom aspect of like you want to be able to do what you want to do, not have anybody tell you what to do. Yeah, I mean it's it's really that ass like so like when you and I talk. And you'll be like, hey, you should do this. I'm like, Chris. And you're like, okay, here's what I would do if I was in your shoes. So it's just like, it's a reframe. And I know what you're getting at of like, you know, this, you're telling me essentially what to do. But like, I don't personally like when, like, when there's like this unsolicited advice. And like, sometimes it's cool. Um, but it's like, I give great unsolicited advice. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, hey, here's what you should do. And I'm like, okay, if you really think that, go start your own company. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and I, I have to catch myself because sometimes that's not, you know, the way to go, but like, this is essentially what happens. Like that mindset, like when you get it, when a client calls you up that doesn't want to abide by your rules or your process, you're, you're this. And 
the thing is, if you do not have your stuff together, like you're not unique in any way, your product is just okay, this and that, then like the the power is in the hands of the homeowner. Yeah, especially if you don't have it defined. I, yeah. If you don't have it defined of why you're unique. What do we see today on, on the road? That was... Uh, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. Like, what's their sales proposition? Like, what's their... They're, they're, what, what is unique about um, Ben Franklin is that it is, um, they will pay you five... They, like, I saw this, like, five years ago. Like, I actually looked like they're on their website. It was like, they'll pay you $5 for every minute that they're late up to a half an hour. So, potentially $150. So, now what they've done is they've positioned themselves as the leader in this area. So, now, if we want to work with them because they, all in all, are going to be a better fit then we have to play by their rules. Now, it's hard to make rules when you're not the king. Yeah. Because nobody's going to listen to you. But in this case, it seems like they're kind of the king, especially if you value somebody being on time. Because we've all dealt with the direct TVs and the, you know, oh, yeah, I'll be there between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Can you be available? And it's like, are you serious? Let's let's talk about the people who are not king right now. What what, what can they do? Like, and and what can they do? If they're not king right now, you at least understand upfront like how you're because whether you know it or not, you have a process. Just like you have a company culture, whether it's a good one or a bad one, you have a process for everything. And the more that you can get your information of how you do stuff out there and effectively let people know what it's like to work with you, that is going to stop people that do not want to work with people like you from even calling, which will protect your confidence in yourself your business and your value. So that's what I would do is, is the first step though is understand how, what it's like to work with you because that is going to be what lets people know either A, we're a good fit for you or B, we're not a good fit for you. Yeah, and so if you know, if people know about your process and they say, okay, well, I'm not, I don't like the way this guy does stuff, so I, I'm not gonna give him a call. That's, that's good on you Yeah. because now you don't have to question your process. You don't have to question if you have a good process or not. You're, because bad people or bad, you know, non-buyers, right? People who are not good fit for you don't, I want to say don't have any space uh, in your business, but they don't have any space in your bandwidth. They're, like the boundaries just aren't there where they're, yeah. they're going to push your boundaries. And, and to be candid, like maybe, you're, maybe your process does suck and people don't want it. But for the most part, as long as like if, if you had your service validated, meaning people have hired you for certain things before, then at least somebody is will hire you, which means that if one person is willing, other people are probably willing to as well. So the more that you can just kind of streamline everything, and but let it be known that this is how we work. And if you don't want that, like that's totally cool. Now, here's the problem, though, and this is what we'll get. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, we'll probably talk way more about this on the Facebook Live um, in our, our group. So if you want access to that, more access to Chris and I, and actually like talk about this stuff, uh, make sure you go on Facebook. It's Common Sense Contracting. Uh, we've already done one, and by the time this thing comes out, probably two webinars on this, but more in depth, more of the how-tos and stuff like that. So make sure you guys, you know, go on Facebook, check that out. Uh, definitely, because you can be able to now ask the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my like, favorite How do we do it? it? But most yeah. people, they, they do it wrong, where it almost comes off... Um, I, I, God, I saw somebody one time, they had on their, their website, they're like, um, it was just a page that said like, here is what we don't, like, here is, here's who, how you know you're not a good fit for us. One, you're picky. Two, you, you know, it's just, and they literally just like, it just sounded so, it wasn't even like done like in a nice, you know, hey, like we, we work with people that are more into value than, you know, getting the cheapest price. It wasn't that. It was like, if you're cheap, 
we're not working with you. If you're this, we're not working. And I was just like, who is going to work with you at this point? Because you've literally just like offended everybody or you made it seem so like exclusive. And yeah. Like this is it. how we do things. And if you deviate a single, like, cause we have a process here. It like what you said, it's what we do is it's not necessarily cookie cutter, but it is a system and it's very structured and it's, it's pretty, you know, we don't reinvent the wheel every time, which is what most contractors do. But it's not like, hey, you have to do 100% of everything our exact way, regardless of what this, what's going on in your world. And that's how, when I read this page, it made me feel. And I would have never reached out to them because I was like, these people just don't, they don't even sound like friendly people. Yeah. Like it's, there's a fine line between having a process and inviting someone to follow your process than to say, hey, these are the stringent rules. And, yeah. And, and you're never going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> that's Like it, it, it was tough and it just... I was just like, man, like when I was reading, I was like, this just seems like they've been beat down so many times that they're now taking it out on the masses saying, don't even bother calling us if this, this, and this is not like what you're going to, like, it was just so much. It's that whole, uh, and I hate bringing this up because I'm, I'm not a huge, well, whatever, I'll lean into it. You know, in like the military, sometimes they'll say like, they have these wazoo rules, like this rule that you have no idea where you've heard from it. Like, why is this a rule? That's because someone's done it before, mm-hmm. right? So it sounds what it sounds like. Someone has wronged one them. One person ruined it for everybody else. Yeah, one person wronged them in a way. And now they have like this crazy idea that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw on my marketing, my website, whatever it may be, right. that if you do this, then don't give me ever give me a call. If yeah. you wear a blue shirt and drive a Kia, don't ever give me a call. And and we, we do hear this a lot too um, of like, hey, this one person called me and said that I didn't, you know, that they didn't know that I did this. So could we change everything? And I'm like, that person is like, you have like your market, your target audience you go for. And because this one person called you up and they're not in your exact demographic of who you're going after, like, we're not going to change everything. Like it, it's, it's working for the 80% that we wanted it to work for. And you just happen to have a couple outliers here and there. So like, we're not going to shift everything around just because of that, because then you're going to hurt the 80% that we're going after by yeah. being too broad. Yeah. It's, I don't mean to joke about it, but it's, it's, but it's not no child left behind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not the, that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. So. Like, like you gotta, you gotta stick to your gun. So that's how this is with, with, um, you know, weeding out people beforehand is that the more that you can do it, the more that you can be upfront, people will, first off, like what we said in the beginning when we said we are not a good fit for everybody as far as certain industries and, and things like that, we're not, like we, we would rather get that out upfront because the last thing we want is to try to break all of our own systems just to work with somebody else when in reality, it may not even work for them. And we have no idea until we try it, but I'm not willing to practice on somebody like that. Yeah. So we get it up out front. We just say, this is kind of how it all works. Um, and the more that we can protect our own confidence with everything, like we know what we got works, we know it works really well. That's why we even have guarantees behind it, you know, so it's like a no brainer, but we're not going to let every, it's like Tom, Dick and Harry to yeah. like come in and try to like do that because like we're protective of that stuff. And like you as a business owner should be as well. And the more people that you let into your world that are not going to be a good fit for you, those are the people that are going to slowly break down your walls. And you think about like the confidence, like I think about like, like a child, like a child has to learn being scared. They have to learn fear. They have to learn pain. And that's like kind of like being an entrepreneur. You had to learn this stuff. You had to get burned to know what it's like to get told, yeah, I'm moving forward with you. And then somebody ghosting you and you had to get told that, yep, you know, the money's on the way. And then you realize like three weeks later that they were lying and they skipped town. Like you have to learn this stuff, but imagine if you never have to deal with those people again, 
what is that going to do for the amount of time that you have, the money that you can you know reinvest back into the business, and most importantly, the confidence piece of you running your business and talking to uh, prospects. My, I guess when I hear that, my, my question to you kind of drives to this. I hear a lot of contractors that say this to me. Um, they lead off with um? They say these words, that they want to be in a certain space. If it's, they want to be in kitchens and baths, mm-hmm. or they want to be in decks, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. That's, that's, that's what their bread and butter. They've, they've thought of it as that's what they're really good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's where the margins are. That's where the people in their area, that's what they need. That they see that as a great opportunity to do that, but they're stuck in this situation where they're still doing some of the more handyman kind of jobs. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. You know, but there's different people. I hear different people say yeah. different things like that. So what I think happens is similar to what you described is if you it's like if you don't you you now are holding on to these handyman jobs. Yeah. Because of the fact that you don't want to deal with that rejection, in order for you to get to where you want to go. You you got you got to let something go, and I feel like the, yeah. letting those hard kickers go is 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 going to free up time. It's going to free up jobs that you don't want to do. It's going to free up like it's scary though. It is scary. It scares everybody because and and they they continue dressing for the job they have, not for the job that they want. Yeah. And they walk into the job that they want, looking like the job that they have, and then they don't get those jobs and they get frustrated. Yeah. But because you can't let this go because you have this security blanket, you know, your body wants you to stay within your zone. Like the, the human body is specifically meant to keep you at 98.6 degrees. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's going to keep you at 98.6. It's going to keep you steady eddy because that is what we learn and that's what the, the human body is meant for. So instead of going against the grain of what makes sense of, you know, to get more work, to get more money, you need more leads. Well, maybe you don't. Yeah. And we know for a fact that you don't because unless you don't have a single emotion in your body and you're okay with rejection, which not a single person has that I know of, then you know, you need to protect your stuff way more than you think and just kind of audit, you know, over the next couple like couple of weeks like audit who comes into your world. Audit, you know, I know it's winter time, so it might be a little bit slow, but think about all the people that are coming in. Imagine if just not even everybody, but 50% of the people that you would consider not even closely qualified for you. Imagine if you got rid of those people from even calling you up front because you're never going to convince them. Or if you are, it's going to take a long time for them to like get on board with you. Imagine if they, if you just could like filter them out up front, what will you spend that extra time on? Yep. If you think about it, if, if the average calls five, 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. you, you know, talk to five people a day, so that's 25 people a week, and only two people are a good fit for you, then you wasted 23 times five, um, so that's what is it? That's one, a lot. 115, yeah. 115 people, or 115 minutes of time that you could have spent somewhere and, else. And most calls aren't five to 10 minutes. Most calls are, are way longer. Yeah. And, and, and that's assuming you just do calls and not estimates. So we'll wrap it up like this. The more that you protect the people that are entering your world, the same thing is like you're the average of the five people that you associate yourself with. If you're also letting in, here's my top five, but also here's like my bottom 35, it's going to weigh on you because now you become the average and you you play the sales game and you you speak with the confidence of the average amount of people that you talk to. Now, if everybody comes into your world and they want to hire from you, you're going to walk in there with your you know your chin high and your chest out. But if you are dealing with majority of the people saying no, you are stuck. And if you want to learn how to fix this stuff and join us on this movement of retraining homeowners, 
on how to buy from you, go to Facebook, Common Sense Contracting. We do lives there. We're, we're very interactive. That's the, the page or the group that we relaunched. Common Sense Contracting. See you guys. Thank you very much.